Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Yeah, the grapefruit soda is lined up. The water Yaba? bottle is ready. Yaba? The cat, the cat is in its position. How is Must be uh, Monday night? Must be Monday night boys time. There's a party at Schitzel House, and the Schitzel <laughs> boy is to party at two because we're talking soccer. And Fußball. Zocker, Fußball. Zocker. We're talking Zocker and Zocker Fußball. Zocker und Fußball, ja. Fußball. The Americans say Fußball and the Germans say Zocker. Zocker. Yeah. <clears throat> Blue soccer. Great. Uh, welcome to the Schützel Boys podcast. Uh, my name is Stefan Schützel alongside my co-host Bjorn Schützel. How are you doing, Bjorn? I'm doing great. How are you, Stefan? I'm doing pretty dang good. We have a few things to talk about today. So the last... Thing we left off with last week was <laughs> I only, Germany. What you, I, what you say? I only wanted to talk about Roddy Dyla last week. You kept, you kept changing the subject. <laughs> I wanted it to be the Roddy Dyla memorial episode, <laughs> and it was. And that was all I was interested in. And the only, the only live listener we had was an NYCFC <laughs> fan, so he was all about it. And uh, you know, it's fine. I'm up for it. We were improvised. We yes and. There's there's news and ethos. We're like Reddit. We just talk about kind of what's on our mind, what other people are talking about, and it is. And we could always link it to some sort of American and German theme. And there you go. That's all we can offer. Uh, sometimes translations, but we can offer you insight. We're the only two boys that can offer you insight to the German American football experience. That's right. That is our thesis, and that is still true. That's what we're doing. Uh, and Ronnie Dial is part of that, as you are a German. Oh my God. NYCFC well, not anymore. He's not. He was, but his departure was part of that. He has you're a chosen fan, to not be. Yes. Part of, of your fan experience. Right. Uh, uh, well, my coach is still there, and Gerhard Schuba. And the New York Red Bulls um, won 2 nothing over the weekend after an embarrassing 2-0 loss last week, and they had a pretty good 2-0 mm-hmm. loss this weekend. And they're in second place in the East, sniffing right up your trail, yeah. I believe, or tail. And uh, playing each other next. In the I only in the Open Cup Wednesday night. Oh, is that this Wednesday? Oh, that'll yep. be fun. That'll be fun. That is after tomorrow. I look forward to it. Good luck, Bjorn. What is that? The semi or the quarter? What do we got here? Quarterfinal of the U.S. Open Cup. Yep, we have never Good made luck. it. We have never made it past the quarterfinals, and uh, we have an atrocious track record against the Red Bulls in the Open Cup. I think zero and three or something. Well, so four, own four, baby. <laughs> so we'll see. We played uh, Colorado yesterday at Yankee Stadium, and it was not fun, oh, right? It was not a fun. I mean, so Ronnie Dyla left. I don't know if you heard. 
I may have mentioned it briefly last week. Yeah, there was an hour and a half epic episode of the Schnitzel Boys about it, dedicated on last Monday night. When, when there were like there were like five international games to talk about, and we talked about none of them. We just talked about Ronnie Dylan for an hour and a half. Well, and coming, him leaving. It's like it's not, he's just leaving. Whatever, go to Europe. So this was the first game after he left, and we have Nick Cushing, who may the- be. Peter Cushing's nephew. I have <laughs> no we proof. Have, I have who no we proof. Have not con- we have not conclusively ruled out that he is not. We have, we have not ruled it out. We have not ruled it we out. He could be Peter Cushing's relative. We don't know. I want to um, email him and ask because I want to figure that out. Uh, well, next time. Um, I now have access to the Zoom press conference thanks to Blue City Radio. So I could. Ask him. Don't do that. You'll immediately lose access right away. <laughs> if you're like, hi, uh, Bjorn Schitzel for this voice. Uh, I have a question. Are you at all related to Peter Cushing, famous British character actor? That's my that's my question about the New York Colorado game. Yeah, I guess not. Like, I guess Who are you? You need to get out of this. That would room. be that would yeah. be embarrassing for for <laughs> would not be would not reflect well on 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 Mike and Blue City Radio for giving me that uh, that privilege. Anyway, no. uh, yeah, it was a little bit of. We- I mean, Nick Cushing in his first press conferences and his, he just really seems like a good company man. He keeps talking right. about his loyalty to CFG and and what they've how how he's developing his career. Blah 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 blah. He has not looked like an inspiring, galvanizing leader so far. His personality. Right. I mean, we'll see. He obviously he had great success with the Man City women as a head coach, so he has some. He has experience. I'm not saying, but you know, he's sort of a. He seems like a company man, and it was kind of a workmanlike performance yesterday. I felt like there was. Uh, 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 I mean, certainly dominating. It was a. It's one-one tie, which was not deserved. We should have won that game. I mean, the the Colorado had one shot on goal. Brief defensive breakdown took the lead. Talis Magno equalized much shortly after, and then there were a lot of near misses and yeah, but a little bit also a little bit of a subdued atmosphere. And I did find myself. I mean, not that we you know we should talk about this for another hour and a half, but it was this part two of the this part, part two of the Ronnie Dialla malaise, the fallout. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it was just felt a little sad, you know, like the the. It just it did feel a little bit like the end of an era, you know, like we won MLS Cup with him. And, and it's always, you know, as much as they say, oh, there's continuity. He is the assistant. He's he knows the system. Nothing's changing. That's never that's never the case. It's always it's always let different. Me, let me regale you with the tale of a man <laughs> named Chris Armas. Oh, yeah. Ex- very good example. Actually, I was thinking of was thinking of exactly that. But please. Please go ahead, and I will uh, I will chime in after. <laughs> well, firstly, kudos for using galvanizing as an adjective to describe <laughs> the coach. That's a plus points for that. Uh, and uh, I also I love that whole loyalty thing in soccer. There's no loyalty in soccer for the most part, unless you're Chris Wondolowski or something, or like Steve Trundolo. But like, uh, uh, just like the great Dwight Schrute once said in the office, he's like, I'm very loyal. I believe one of the main things this company pays for me is my loyalty uh, and I want to go to a company that values my loyalty the most <laughs> as like offering like another company that pays five grand more. I'm like, boom, I, you're, you win. I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah. Uh, but so Chris Armas was the assistant coach under one Jesse Marsh. 
who later became the assistant coach under one Ralf Rangnick at Manchester United, to amazing success. Uh, he wasn't criticized at all for being talentless. <laughs> or and, even made fun of in any way, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then canceled his head coach's two-year consultants. He was, he was, he was uh, the first anyway. in a... He was the first in a in a in a long line of Americans unfavorably compared to Ted Lasso in English. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We can thank Ted Lasso for that too. Anyway, Chris Armas, like we know, is the system of seamless transition, and that lasted for like six months because I think that's how long it took for Jesse Marsh's influence to wear off. And then Chris Armas just changed everything. They stopped doing a high press. Uh, they started playing very lackadaisically, and he wasn't really motivating them. And it just got pretty sour. And then they had to eventually let him go of him. Let him go. And then he, and did, was, he didn't succeed in Toronto either. No, in Toronto. You know, he was – Chris Armas is a pretty – I think he was a really good <laughs> assistant under Jesse Marsh. And that is where his success has ended because he wasn't a, a ter- he wasn't a well-reviewed assistant at Man United. And he did a really bad job up at Toronto, uh, butting hands with Josie Altador and, and stuff. Mm. So I think his best suited position is some sort of MLS assistant position, or maybe an. What is he? What is he? What is he doing now? He 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 didn't I go mean, to Austria, go right? United, with... so. What? Is... Oh God, that'd be great. Wait, that'd what did great. he say? Nah, I said he just he just finished at Man United, so I don't know. He's probably back in Jersey or something with his family, or he's, he's in just England. saying it out. He doesn't. He's unemployed. He's in Miami with everybody else. I just love how all the footballers go to Miami or Vegas. It's Even funny. those places, they're not great. I don't know. Of all the places in the world to go to, Miami is where you go. I'd much rather go to the French Riviera or something. But that's just me. I'm a But then you fan. have the language issues. You got to, yeah, it's not. It's no, not but for convenient. European footballers? For I was going to, we, before we talk about vacation spots, which, <laughs> I, which I have a lot to say about, but I was just going to briefly... Uh, uh, say that you know you're you bringing up Chris Armas and that right. that coincided that that coaching right. change from Marsh to Dominic Armas Tur- coincided Turan, right? yeah. with Dome Toron right. taking over and uh, um, and at the time you know Dome after a couple of good games also immediately kind of everything fell apart for a time and I kind of looked at the Red Bulls at the time as like the better example of like a oh they they promote it from within they have a system and so there's continuity and so for a while i was like oh i wish we had that kind of thing and right. i mean until it then all went side, sideways and domitron turned out to be actually quite successful right until he kind of got his feelings hurt from social media posts and had to leave and uh uh yeah so now i guess we're going to see how this goes this internal promotion from within and uh yeah i don't know there was just there was just a little sadness about this like it just kind of again kind of puts you in your place you know as far as our 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 mls's status in world soccer goes it's like oh yeah anybody and i mean really anybody who's ever had any kind of success with with our team like couldn't wait to move on you know (laughs) like like took another job first chance they got so anyway yeah it was it was just an odd and it it was pretty crowded actually it was pretty uh well attended the game yesterday but it the atmosphere was a little subdued and it felt a little bit like oh we're starting over again and we'll see we'll see how this goes 
But yeah, anyway, maybe. that's it. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. That's that's my oh. last comment on Ronnie Dyla leaving. <laughs> oh, man. oh no, we'll talk about it next week for part three. No, uh, uh, we're gonna have a standard liege watch. No, but real quick, going back, you're right. By the way, the Chris Armas thing oh, that was what? correct. Thank and you. It, and it worked for six months. So I'm saying like that, that. That's the Red Bull way. But then Chris Armas just turned it off for some reason. Like we stopped doing a high mm-hmm. press, mm-hmm. and we're like. We're supposed to be doing a hyper. That's how we train. Right. There's old videos. There was a Red Bull web series once upon a time where, where all the Red Bull clubs got some kid off the streets and trained him for a month to see if he could get a contract at the club. Uh, uh, it, was, it was run It was run by Gibril Cisse, I think, or something like that. And oh, literally wow. some Parisian, yeah. some kid from the streets of Paris was brought into the New York Red Bulls and trained with Chris Armas, who was the assistant at the time. And Chris Armas in the video says, "Okay, the way we operate here is we run a high press, and we, we you know, we, 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 we do a lot of high pressure on the ball. Uh, so show me that." And then they worked on that. So he knows the system. He knew the system. He just consciously turned it off or something, or he didn't know how to delegate it to his new assistants properly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like Bradley Carnell might have been one of our other assistant might have been a better option for that. But that, but then that leads to Struber because they're like, we have Red Bull has an army of, of coaches. They just have that. There's a Red Bull philosophy, a Red Bull school. And there's people who are alumnus of it around, like a Gerhard Struve. So when Armas, like Armas would have kept his job if he kept it up, but he dropped it. So they got rid of him and they brought in Struve. So like <clears throat> our philosophy is still clear. And that's why, that's kind of why I like the New York Red Bulls philosophy. I like the whole system. So on paper, that was correct. Just Chris Armas himself did something. I don't know what happened to him. He dropped it. And it hasn't proven successful to him. Because it didn't work in Toronto and didn't have much to do with Man United either, so I'm going to say is like, like that's all I'm going to say. That's all I want to say. Just defend, just defend the move a little bit, even even if it didn't yield a good product. Um, right. And also overall, very happy with Struber and the work we do because we're a very low budget team, you know. Uh, and but but we we depend on our philosophy and our playing style, and it gets to the playoffs every year, and we're second place now. So I think we're, we're always doing fine. Oh yeah, who is in first? Uh, LAFC, baby, top of the conference. LAFC, my my second team. LAFC is, is first. But no, uh, but but what about the East? Oh, I guess it would have to be the Blue City Smurfs. I think. Oh. However, that's gonna fade because Ryan Dyla went bye bye, and Nick Cushing, much like Van Helsing, is about to stab the vampire. Peter Cushing, famous for playing Van Helsing, by the way. I know that's a little bit of a reach, but yeah, and we do, we don't know that he's not related to Nick Cushing. We don't know that's not related to Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing was Christopher Lee's Van Helsing. Christopher Lee was Dracula in like twenty movies, and Peter Cushing was Van Helsing in the same twenty movies. So uh, there you go. Cool. Uh, so that's off the field stuff in MLS. No, we got other off the field stuff. Let's oh talk yeah. Results. So, so Colorado was a little sleepy. New York. Rebels had a really great game against Toronto. They hosted, uh, and they had a really great uh, a goal uh, against Charlotte. They let goals in at the end of each half. In this game, they scored goals at the beginning of each half. Uh, they also did it without Patrick Klimala, who I believe is suspended or injured. I honestly don't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're playing without a striker, and it's working for them fine because they never really had much of a functional striker anyway. Uh, uh, the, the second goal, the first goal was a strong header. Second goal was this crazy sort of looped and rebound off a missed Tom Barlow shot. <laughs> There's going to be plenty of those. Uh, by Lucinas, who's still finding his feet. And many New York Red Bulls staff and players consider, consider him to be very underrated. 
and he is proving himself to properly be rated, perhaps. Uh, the uh, New York Red Bulls are going to LAFC next week, and Ooh. I will be there. I will be there. Oh, very nice. I'm well, going to go check out my two teams, play each other head-to-head. Are you going to – you're going to uh, uh, check on your loyalties? Who, you're gonna, who are you going to love more? You're going to find out next week. The New week. York Red Bulls. No, nah, the New York Red Bulls. In fact, I might even sit in the, the New York Red Bulls section. So oh, we'll with the people? Get my hands yeah, well, might as well. I mean, I how many are they gonna? Well, how, how many? How many are gonna be there? It'll be me. It'll be me, and it'll be like ten others or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> if they can't fill their home stadium, they're not gonna fill as many away stadiums. So, um, I did not watch many games today this weekend, other than the one I attended live. So uh, it seems like Josef Martinez is good again. After his He's injury, scoring some goals. Yeah. Uh, other other highlights: Sporting Kansas City crashed Nashville's party. Sporting Kansas City seemed to be defeating. They had, they had some weird record where they defeat people. They, they always break everyone's home winning streak or something like that. That's like Sporting Kansas City specialty. Yeah. So they did that against Nashville over the weekend. Uh, Miami lost again. Chicago Fire finally got three points but there's yeah btc the, yeah philadelphia Arizona. could not get past the 1-1 against cincinnati that's why nycfc is still in first place Same with um, the get up in the second yeah um, yeah seattle lafc 1-1 uh, matt, matt turner could not get into his own farewell game what was all that right. all about uh, fc dallas lost to vancouver over the weekend that's surprising well, Matt Turner, there's a funny video of Matt Turner refusing to sign a fan's jersey because he's wearing a Tottenham jersey. So a, to- a fan wants him to sign his Matt Turner jersey while he's at Tottenham gear. And he goes up to him and is like, no, terrible. I'm not signing that. And then moves on. It's sort of jokingly, but still it's fun. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Matt Turner talking about loyalty, already showing his Arsenal loyalty, ready to go. Uh, 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 getting his North yeah. London allegiances correct. Good on him. And I wish him the best of luck. Uh, do you have any on-field stuff, or is it time to talk about the big off-field news from the MLS? big one? Apple, the big Apple, one. Apple TV. How about them apples? Um, <laughs> that's what in the episode. I have many thoughts on this. I'm sure you do too. I don't know how to organize it, so let's just start <clears throat> somewhere and move our way on. Uh, I think there's a lot of it that's good, and I think there's one or two mm. things that are a little concerning. Uh, how about how about why don't you start? Be my guest. What's your first response to this deal? What's your first response to this deal? Um, well, I think it's there's a lot to like about it, right? right I mean, right. especially especially with um, you know, we've been hearing for for months how this is not going well. They're not really these these no. rights are not valued very highly, and. Uh, and so, you know, for this to, to become a $250 million a year, year. deal, which we ha- is somehow, somewhat off- offset by the cost of production, which is significant, of course. MLS has that, to produce the, this. The estimated $75 million in year one alone. Oh, yeah. So, set, well, it's going to, I mean, that's going to get cheaper as, as they yeah, go. Yeah, th- th- that includes <clears throat> setup costs, but yeah. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. It's significant. So, significant it's not like it's not uh it's not not peanuts and um plus plus there's more clubs now than ever right so although it's a bigger fee more clubs are splitting it so i think in average it'll double maybe triple the tv intake i think in the old deal 
it was something like what three million dollars a year or four something really low three or four million dollars yeah, a no, year it's, no it's more it's still i mean six to eight or something tv yeah. ratings are low in in for this league right. that's just how it is and so so to get right. this kind of a significant deal uh is 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 good and um yeah and what i would would uh, an absolutely unexpected surprise is the the news that this is free this new service is free for season ticket holders excellent which, excellent deal. i mean excellent deal yeah i can't even i don't even know what to say that's that's incredible and uh it'll convince me maybe to buy a season tickets because it's like we'll have to see a little bit more yeah right right we'll yeah price if you have right point. um and we'll have to see how this I mean, all I mean, shakes out in terms of the production you know, a lot of people. Right. I guess the main the main loss of this is is uh, the loss of the local broadcast teams, which you know sure. are are like a, a mixed bag at right, best. a real mixed bag. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not too worried about that. So, so a few things. Yeah. All right. Let's hear. I, th- I think. Um... And I have more. I have this is this is relevant for NYCFC specifically. Uh, in in You're talking significant about the local ways. broadcasters, I well yeah. and the well and the scheduling, but I'll 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 get to that after you give us your take. Got it. Oh well, there, you're right. There's a lot to love. Um, the major thing is that there's a few concerning things, but there's a lot to to love. Um, the 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 big thing to love is that finally there's not going to be any blackouts. It's on. It's available. On, globally online for anybody who wants to watch it hallelujah in one place on yeah, yeah in one place hallelujah and there's no other that. there's really no other re- league or sport right who has that where is where that's the case yeah like if we're in germany we would watch it on the apple tv app like we right. watch on the same app same service it's global there's no blackouts and the big thing for me as a dude who's under 40 uh just barely uh, who wants to watch soccer and maybe for uh, under 50 these days, like I don't pay for cable who does under 50 these days. So like if I was in New York, you'd have to have the yes network or the MSG network to watch your yeah. teams on cable. I have, I it's mean, like I never had cable. So I always is... had to find a legal stream or something Yeah, uh, or, or use a VPN like living in LA. Cause when you visited me here, we talked about it, how much easier it is for me to watch MLS here because I live in LA and both the New York teams are just, because I don't live in New York, they're not blacked out, so they're all my ESPN Plus subscription. Yeah. I can watch any game I want, except for the LA games. <laughs> but thankfully, those were over the air anyway, so I can still watch them. Yeah, but this I, may this may make me uh, give up my cable subscription actually, because that is really the reason yeah. why I still have it is for the Yes Network. Because the Yes Network, you right. can't really get anywhere else. Right. I think I think only on like AT and T, some kind of Direct TV situation. Um, yeah. So yeah, this may be the thing that that makes me give up the cable. Fi- the finally, cut the cord. Yeah, I mean, really, cable is for news and like sports, and, and they just need to figure out a way to get off cable, and that's what's happening about time. Uh, well, I mean, uh, when you when you get into the the last time I did the math, I haven't done it in a while, but like it's almost not because you know a lot of the streaming stuff. I get HBO Max with my right. cable, and a, a lot of the stuff. I get or ESPN, you know, like I get a lot of st- access to things through the cable subscription. Right. If I had to replace those all separately, I don't think it would even be that much cheaper. 
Yeah, I, I, I have uh, a, I have a good amount of streaming services, and it adds it easily it easily adds up to sixty to seventy five bucks a month or something, which is how yeah. much cable which is how much cable costs really. Right. You know? So it's so. it is it's not like you know it's not like this is going to be such a money saver. But yeah, anyway, continue. But but it definitely but it's more of just a tech the way the way technical the way a technological home is set up it's more built for something like this. Uh, the way it works is. Um, uh, so for those of you who don't know, it's a big deal. And it's it's not through Apple TV+. Plus. They will have some games on Apple TV+, Plus, like a national broadcast, but it's its own package. It's going to be called, we don't know what it's going to be called. It's going to be called MLS, just the MLS TV viewer app or something. And all the games are going to be on that. And then from that, as a basis, some will likely broadcast on cable. ESPN or Fox or Univision will likely have like a, it's going to be non-exclusive, however, so it'll be simulcast. So it doesn't uh -huh. exclude anybody, but it'll be simulcast on TV, which is good for the older audiences and for the more casual viewers because they have to have some sort of presence there. Uh, and um, all games will be in English and Spanish, and all the Canadian games will also have a French option. Um, and the other shift is – forget what I was talking about this. So that's what's going on. So that's the big hallelujah. Uh, the, the big question mark – which I was getting to, okay. and every broadcast is going to be like a national slash global broadcast. So the getting rid of the local broadcast teams. Mm -hmm. For me, that means Steve Candelosi and Shep Messing. For you, that means what? Joe Tolleson and Ian Joe Tolleson and Ian Joy. Yeah, Joy. which a lot of people were very upset about. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Ian Joy is a bit of a, uh, has become, you know, a bit of a club icon. He's very emotional. Right. Um I like Ian Joy, former yeah. Zampaoli, former Zampaoli man, as I'm sure. You right, know. right, right. But uh, he also, I mean, he's had other jobs. You know, he works for for Fox sometimes, and so right. it's also it's also not to say that he wouldn't be part of this. You know, some of these people are well, probably going to be at. part of these uh, uh, of these new teams that are being formed. I don't know what they're, the, they're going to need. There. Yeah. Fifteen. They're going to need at least fifteen new broadcast teams, and I guarantee you, it's going to be Steve Cangelosi and Max Bretos, and maybe... I actually really like Joe Tolleson. Maybe Joe Tolleson. Like, 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 essentially, they're going to get the best... I would love it if they got Arlo White involved. I know he quit and went off to golf, apparently. Arlo White is, like, is getting that big... that Saudi Arabia money. Oh, is that the golf deal? Is that Saudi Arabia? Yeah, he's in? part of the... He's a new play-by-play -play for... For this, uh, for this uh, very controversial state-run golf uh, uh, operation that's trying to pick I off... All the I thought it was M I thought it was NBC. Did I misread that? Well, well, either way, I don't think I don't Arlo's think so. I think getting, it's the Arlo's off. Getting, yeah. It's a shame because Arlo's the voice. Yeah, he's not. Of I don't Ted think Lasso. he's the... Arlo would have been a great lead play-by-play -play for this new MLS service. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, who's less likely? I'm curious. Is if if if, the, if they'll bring in a John Strong or or a, a John Thompson or not? What's his name? John Thompson. The, who's the guy from ESPN again? John um, Taylor Twelman. Taylor Twelman and the main British play-by-play -play guy. I forgot his name. Uh, John something. Uh, John uh, Champion. Uh, John Champion. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, or, or I would love for them to bring in Ian Dark, which would be amazing. Like they, but oh, what do you mean? Oh, you don't love. I want Ray Hudson involved. I want him to bring in Ray Hudson. What are you think, talking about? No. I think uh, <laughs> I love Ray Hudson. You don't love Ray Hudson? I Come on. Ian Dark no. and Ray Hudson. I want that team tomorrow. I want that team yesterday. Um, I like that. I, I, you know, what? I actually don't love Max Bredos, but I've but I've grown to love him. I've known him for 
for years. If he's a, essentially the talent's already there. I, I think the only local broadcasts we're going to lose are the ones that were probably our worst packages anyway. The ones that are a little more forgettable. You know. Um, I mean, a lot of the you know a lot of the local broadcasters get made fun of by the by casual viewers. Like not not a lot of and people rightfully are. so. Some of them just don't know what they're doing. So like the, this United guy, Dave Johnson, I kind of like his voice. But he's always like, it's in the back of the net. He's right. like, a lot of them are like hot. DC, DC yeah. United. DC it's guy. in the net. It's in the net. It's in the net. There was, I don't know if it was the but Philly yeah, guy the or the or the Chicago guy who used to sound like Christopher Walken. He had like a big, <laughs> really? heavy accent. I forget who he that was. He kicks it down the field. Down the and field. There's a and there's a goal. <laughs> there's a goal. And uh, that's a goal. So for some people. Philadelphia. Some people- some people are very attached to these guys, so there was a lot of uproar about, and it sounded like from Ian Joy's Twitter, it sounded like he was just kind of done. Like he was like, "Oh yeah, this is it. You know, it's been a pleasure." Well, uh, Steve Steve Cangelosi just had a big interview on the New York Red Bulls broadcast uh, podcast the other day, and he, if I were to put money on it, I would say he already signed a contract or something. Oh, like he. He, he he and Max Bredo. I heard from Steve Gangelosi and Max Bredo. So both their podcasts because they talk because the broadcast talking about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and publicly they're saying they don't know anything about the future. However, they seem pretty confident. And Steve Gangelosi was pretty like close to the chest. It's like it's like I can't really talk about X, Y, and Z. There's only certain things I can talk about publicly. And 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 and, and to me, it kind of sounds like they were already reached out to maybe. Oh, okay. So I mean, I'm, right. just spe- I'm just speculating here. But I I I I don't. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, what I'm worried about, the big, big question mark. Here it is comes. How, is, is, is the MLS production quality. They have to pull a whole broadcast studio out of their butt and produce every game. It'll be good that it's unified. However, what quality we're talking about. Maybe it'll grow. Who knows? I, I, I wish them the best. And B, the second part of that is there is a big problem with what's called state-run media. MLSsoccer.com controls the highlights now. And mm-hmm. they usually cut out controversial calls, controversial cards. That kind of stuff is usually removed from their highlights packages. They don't really like talk what? about it. It is. Uh, uh, for instance, remember two or three years ago when the Portland fans were going to stay quiet until the 11th minute? Because they had some sort of message they wanted to say on ESPN. I forgot the exact deal. Mm-hmm. Someone on the comments maybe helped me out. But so ESPN removed the clock around that time. They took it off the screen, and the commentators were forced not to talk about it. And and that was a directive on but high from is... MLS. Hmm. What I'm saying is, if MLS controls its broadcasts, that means like big bad company. They could eliminate any sort of like, uh, uh, they could eliminate any sort of like fan uproar, or you know, you know how when you go to Union Berlin game, there's always a banner out there criticizing something or something like that. I guarantee you, in an MLS game, they wouldn't allow those in the stadium, and they would probably find a way to black those out on the broadcast or something like that. There is a way for MLS to delete any sort of narrative critical of itself, and I think that is a bad way to proceed. So you're saying these these broadcast teams are not going to be independent journalists. They're not no. going to be critical. They're just Their employees. Says MLS. On they're it. employed employed by the league. Yep, yep, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. 
I mean, MLSsoccer.com has a pretty good track record of having having good people on it that are not just, you know, I mean, that's always the 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 criticism leveled at them that they're all just shills uh uh for the but i think i mean i think those people are have some integrity i don't i don't i i think that's uh um yeah Wait i don't minute. know we'll Wait have to bjorn, see bjorn is are you on mls's payroll right now <laughs> i'm not i did actually i have who pay, done who uh, pays your blue city radio who <laughs> plays who pays for your blue city radio i did not get paid i have yeah full disclosure i did i did two editing jobs for major league soccer in the past I, they oh, paid me yeah like many years ago oh did i i, they I edited to cut out to, the bad calls from their highlighting no videos? i edited uh, i edited <laughs> i had two i had two videos credited to my name one it was a uh uh, a uh, an explainer that featured Judah Friedlander about how to use uh, um, the SAP button on your I remote. Think I, I think I remember get... seeing that. That was my work. I edited that. Judah and, Friedlander uh, is a huge New York Red Bulls fan. In case you're curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and the other one was a an announcement for an All Star an All Star game when Arsenal was playing the All Stars. They had a bunch right. of. Uh, uh, they had a had a video with a bunch of Arsenal players on the phone. Like the idea was that the Arsenal players and the MLS players were cooking this up together. They were texting each other so that they would play each other on the for the All Star game. And Arsene Wenger in the end said it was okay. So that was the other thing. So I was on MLS's. I mean, not on their payroll. I got paid for this. You know. It was probably and, a subset media company, right? It was probably outside. No, it was MLS, MLS, uh, no, Major oh, really? League Soccer. Yeah, it was oh. their production. I worked for I them. Also used to work, I also used to work for MLS once upon a time. Do you know that? Really? Before? I yeah. did not know that. I applied to be an intern on MLS Extra Time back when it first started many, many years ago. Ah, okay. And they offered it to me like a, two or three months later. But I just started a new crappy job that I hated. And the timing-wise wouldn't work out. <laughs> and I really regret that. I really wish I just went and was an intern. I would have gone to the MLS studios every Thursday and helped them record the podcast. And I would have been into that. But alas, that never happened. Uh, But my good friend, Mike Poole, ended up doing that job. I don't know Mm. if I should name check him. A good friend. Oh, crap. I should have said his name. I don't think it matters that much. A good friend of ours, Mike. I don't know if you remember him from the New York Improv scene. He then worked at MLSsoccer.com. And he was like an intern there for a while. Uh, But anyway, with that being said, although we both have ties... No, I don't have any ties. This was years ago, and they made uh, they made. Uh, we are yeah. independent. I'm saying we are independent broadcasters. But what I'll tell you, listen to listen to a best soccer show or a total soccer show versus MLS Extra Time. It's clear which one's the independent journalist. It's very clear. You know what I mean? Versus who's who's the one who's 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 at the studio collecting. No, I think it's I mean it's clear. a it's a fair it's 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 absolutely a fair um, a fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, but, this is this is something. This is just a, a trend that's happening overall, right? In media, there is much more stuff that's kind of coming directly from uh, uh, from companies, companies or is is, right? is is sponsored in ways that, I mean, you know, like there's a lot of uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that kind of thing everywhere. So that's a that's a that's a thing. Yeah. Also, I mean, MLS is not in a position where that's a thing. Like, like, like it, it, I'm sure MLS would have loved for an independent company to give them a bunch of money and just take care right, of it. Right, to, to, to carry it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure MLS, this is, exactly. MLS is setting this up as a necessity. Yeah. So it's not like it's their choice. It's really setting up as a necessity. However, with that, 
I would hope, I would hope that like if I ran MLS media, if I was MLS media president, I would tell them, criticize us, you know, like like because because it, it offers fan discourse, offers you know like show the bad call, like offer the whole game as a whole story. Yeah, and offer I mean I think fans, right. Offer the fans' perspective of something they're upset about. Offer the refereeing mistakes. Offer everything as part of the narrative because it leads to discussion and discourse. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, like, don't offer it like some Disneyland, like, all is good. Everything, yeah. the officiating was, you know. And I hope they make that choice. But in the past, I've seen them fight back a lot. You know? Well, and, and if the, and as the, the profile of the league is, is, is raised, hopefully, if that were to be, then, you know, there, there will be an opening for other people to fill that void to have. I mean, you know, there are the, the Sam Stasekels and the Paul Tenorios of the world who are, uh, of allocation disorder, one of the best MLS podcasts out there. Um, so you know there the it, there are people out there. Both former were both former employees of MLSsoccer.com, I think. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True. That mm-hmm. uh, was Sam Stasekel. Uh Yeah. Well. So so that's my one big concern is how state right. run will it be? A B and how good it will be. I have a real like some. I was watching the MSG Red Bulls broadcast. And I think they do a pretty good job. A lot of people are bad with cameras and crap. I would love for MLS, now that they run the broadcast, to really, like, I, I hate to sound like a Euro snob, but just, like, copy the European standard, copy the global standard, put the camera in a higher, heightened yeah, I mean, position, make it more of an epic feel, uh, you know, show the coaches a few times, show them coming in the locker room, show the fan, you know, show the fans. There is a way to broadcast a soccer game, and MLS games clearly, it's very hit or miss on how accurate they are. At the well, the, the local broadcasts, make no money overwhelmingly i think i read there's right. four there's four teams that have any kind of revenue from their from LA their galaxy local broadcasts. i think two of them are the galaxy and lafc I yeah nycfc and nycfc yeah. apparently has some revenue from the broadcast but most most yeah. teams do not make any money so these broadcasts don't yeah they're not necessarily high quality they're, i mean there's going to be expense. some yeah. There's going to be some consistency. There's going to be some higher, you know, already the frame rate. They said they were all going to be 1080p. There's no more 2720, which uh, uh, a lot of the locals and Fox now does. Anyway, interesting. so that stuff is going to be, is probably going to improve and it's going to be more consistent. And is it the just real thing the, or or ESPN broadcast really blurry and pixelated? Like I never, those broad, yeah. the Fox broadcast, to me, the Fox sports broadcasts, are much clearer than the ESPN broadcast. Is that just me? Well, Fox also is 720, Fox, isn't it? Or is 720? Well, even if they I are forget. 720, no, ABC is clear or something. Like, like whenever I watch an ESPN broadcast, it's hazy and it can be really pixelated. And I'm like, how? I mean, how compressed is the signal? You know what I mean? No, a lot like, of these, a lot of, a lot of the, you know, because there's not a lot of viewers. They don't spend a lot of money, right. so. This will this will hopefully all improve. The thing that I'm really excited about, and this will lead us to some stadium news uh, that are really just rumors. But anyway, I will I will uh, I will can, report. Can I offer one more thing, please, real quick please. We're going to stadium stuff. So, no, so, well, that, so, the, okay. so so the other thing is, well, you I'll offer it. And you tell me if I'm on the right track or not. Okay. So the one the one big like I said, there's a lot of thumbs up of this deal. We're really excited. The one thing was MLS state run media and quality. And then the third thing is, is this them just calling it quits on trying to expand the fan base? That's the other big thing. Because oh, if well, they're turning the whole league into this private pay-per-view broadcast package, 
only the current season ticket holders and hardcore fans are going to buy it. There's no way strangers are going to buy into that anymore. You know what I mean? So the effort That's... of trying to hammer in a Sunday night soccer or, or, or put it on ESPN and Fox, like on the main network, like the effort of spreading the word seems to have taken a hit with this package. It seems to be like a, you know what? We're just going to be to the fans and then that's it. Like we're not, we're not trying to spread the word anymore. Well, but the counter, the counter, my counter argument to that is that the current strategy has not worked. Like these, the the numbers have been true, pretty... but they also don't commit to it. They they always announce some plan, and and then they're never a hundred percent committal to it. It's like it's it's yeah, like like the big recent plan was Sunday night soccer, right? That was their last big project. Every Sunday night, two in a row, hammer it in, hammer it in. That but, doesn't happen every Sunday. But this is, of, this is part of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the right now it's very difficult. The schedule is a mess. The games are all over the place. It's very hard to keep track. And so at this right. point, at this, um, and I think they also have um, uh, some some levers in 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 built in there, and they're gonna they they already said like some games are only gonna be on the service. Some games are gonna be available for Apple Plus subscribers. Right. Also, some games are just gonna be free for everyone. Right. So that is just that's an option that they have still, right? To make things available, they could decide like Seattle LAFC this weekend is free for everyone and do a big marketing push. But but um, but it's still gonna be on the mm-hmm. app, you know. I mean, even well, Apple but TV like Plus, Apple, so many people have Apple TV Plus. Well, but but this this can happen every. This is not just on the app. This is everywhere. This is like you there can watch this. Where you can watch it. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on your Apple TV. You can watch it on your iPhone. You can watch it right. on any Apple product. You can watch it on any streaming device. You can watch it on any smart TV. You can watch it on your on your gaming thing on your PlayStation on the interesting via thing your, is. They also mentioned this mechanism where literally they could like almost like an amber alert send like news related to your interests. I mean, exactly. That's device. the other thing. Everybody so, who's so like everybody who has a phone can 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 inter right. can watch this like immediately. I'm curious um, how effective that'll be, but that's very interesting. It's very interesting. Plus, the other thing, which is what I I'm was what I was getting to, is this also comes with this this uh, uh, streamlining of the schedule, apparently. That Wednesdays now, and Saturdays, right? That now yeah. games are only going to be Wednesdays and Saturdays. And there's going to be, because of this sort of single source setup, they can have these whip-around shows. They, they will have yeah. like these six hours on Wednesday, six hours on Saturday or whatever, where they go from, from game to game, um, you know, show you all the goals, have interviews, do if and you know, if that is well produced, that could be very, very compelling. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Me too. I'm really excited by that. They've tried to do that stuff in the past and it was usually mixed. I think I think NBC Sports maybe used to do that when they have their package. Um and MLS I think has done that on their website in, in a certain way. But But they've but they've always right. Sometimes, you know, they have the those because those decision day broadcasts, those are pretty fun, you know, when they have right. when there's a lot going on at the same time. Usually in the past, that hasn't worked as well because they haven't had that many games going on at the same time because the schedule has right. been so spread out. So that's going to be part of it. And we're going to see. And what that means is that the big problem, this is a big problem for NYCFC and their stadium woes. Right. 
was with the Yankees, right? With the Yankees and and the and so the latest the latest rumor that's been going around is that the the uh, while we are waiting for the real stadium, which also had some there's some some uh, a new site has sort of reemerged as a potential spot for it, which is the Hudson. What's it called? Hudson uh, Yards? There, Not, oh, you mean in Western Manhattan? Like right no, no, no. Uh, uh, no, it has a similar name. It's uh, uh, it's in the Bronx. It's off of 138th Street, right on the water. Well, was and that that last? That was that project from last year, right? It was going to be the no, old there was, rail the, yards the, that they turned to a stadium? Or the, no, that was the uh, across the street from Yankee Stadium. That's been the, that's been the, the site that finally seems to have died because of the right. Yankees and their parking spots. Parking now there's a new site that has emerged, which is a little further south. It's like, uh, I don't know, 20 blocks, is it, is it 20 off blocks south. Is it off a, is it off the, what subway stop would it be off of? Uh, I think there's a 138th street subway there. So it'd be like a stop um, or two before the Yankee stop, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, gonna, sorry. it's still, so that's been kicking around, but that will take a few years. And now in the meantime, there's a this is this is unconfirmed uh jonathan sanchez on twitter gets credit for for uh for breaking this for 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 spreading this rumor or breaking this news if that's what it turns out to be can i guess can i guess please is it red is it red bull arena no oh no it's not red bull arena there will be a temporary bleacher set up on it at icon stadium on randall's island i belong well, i think randall's island would be the perfect spot for a stadium i think that's a great well idea. uh not everyone agrees I, I i hope that rumor is true well yeah maybe the space is limited and the other thing is it's hard to access it i think there's only one subway stop. yeah public transport right? is difficult yeah yeah and then, or yeah so but but it's a, so for those of you at home randall's island as part of New York geography, it's one of those weird little island strips in the East River, and like, but it's really cool. Like the island has the whole New York City skyline as its backdrop, and it's Wait. right over the river. Right? What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Randall's. You're Island. You're thinking of Roosevelt Island. Well, there's a few. Randall's Island's the one up north. Or is Randall's Island is higher up. Yeah, that one's between. But it's still it's the East between. River. Like if this is um, if this yeah. is Manhattan, Randall's Island would be here. It'd be up here, I think. So. Mm-hmm. The Roosevelt Islands maybe a little low. There's a few islands, but Randall's Island's the one up here. It is where Pele uh, debuted for the New York Cosmos, Icon Stadium, in the 1970s. Right, right. Uh, and, and Icon Icon Stadium right now is a track, is a track and field right. uh, uh, stadium. It has like I think five thousand seating capacity, so it's quite small, and it has and a running a track. School, right. Isn't it? It's like um, I don't know. Something? I saw somebody said on Twitter that that the that the building of the stadium was contingent on on it only uh, being used for track. I don't know if that's still the case. I'm just looking at a map right now, and you are right. The the Randall's Island is just north of Roosevelt Island. They're basically yeah, they're like next to each other. They're basically next to each other. Wh- which yeah. one? That's the one that has an F stop, and it also has the cable car. I'm thinking of Roosevelt Island. Roosevelt, yes, Roosevelt Island is like sort of adjacent to Midtown. That has uh, Manhattan, whereas Randall's is a little Randall's a little higher up. So yeah, the 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 public transport is a little is problematic, and uh, uh, this yeah, is it's going to be do. at the twenty twenty two World Cup. They're playing all their game. One of the stadiums is just made of shipping containers that they're going to then relocate somewhere when it's over. 
They should oh, relocate it to Randall's to... Island for a couple of years, and then there you go. And then, and then it could well, make it's gonna... to... These days, it's going to take eight years to arrive from Qatar to here. The shipping, <laughs> <laughs> shipping container is not going to be long, That's a long boat ride. That's a big boat ride. Uh, I, I would love that room. I think it'd be a little cray-cray, but I think it'd be great. I mean... Well, there is some pressure now. I mean, there's always been pressure, but even with this... Now that the schedule, because this has been a trend over the last few years, that the schedule has become less and less flexible. The league has right. made an effort to have more games, to have the schedule be sort of more fair, everybody playing at the same time. They should. Um, uh, they should. And have it be sort of more predictable and compressed like that. And that's right. going to increase with this right. new media deal. And that really just puts the pressure on NYCFC to figure out one place to play versus... I mean, yeah, this year we've had five different home stadiums. Is that true? I'll never understand why our schedule is so unbalanced. I know not everyone has their own stadium, but mostly everyone has their own stadium. They should be able to dictate. Well, I think schedule, it, so. it used to be, yeah, it was stadium related. It also was to accommodate uh, TV, TV broadcasters. Right. Certain, certain teams wanted to play through the international break because they get right. more people later in the year than versus yeah. playing earlier in the season. Yeah, there's a lot of different considerations all of that it seems need to like fix all that crap yeah. it's going to be all fixed with this new with this new Hope deal so. it's going to be wednesday saturday and maybe nycfc will play in reynolds island we'll see uh yeah so the other thing is it, it, i i do love that whip around show idea and and maybe a nice highlight show maybe a real like american style sports show uh there yeah. is like an mls there is like an mls high, highlight show that they play in england they have English play-by-play -play guys, and I've seen it once or twice. And it's pretty good. I'm like, this is good. I'd watch this every week. Uh, um, and then there's also one in Germany on Sport Eins every Monday night. It's not too bad. Uh, uh, but um, back in the 70s, when they were trying to sell NASL, a little American soccer history again, back in the, the TV landscape was totally different. There were like three networks. That was it. ABC, CBS, and then NBC. That was it. And ABC had the big show called like Wide World of Sports. Mm -hmm. And every week, ABC would show the highlights of basketball and hockey and football and all that stuff. And the whole country would tune in. And one NASL executive, like a media expert, was like, we should not have a TV deal. We should not have a TV deal. We should start by only producing highlights packages for the wide world of sports. That's it. So that the demand for full broadcast games would then follow. Mm. He said, we're going to build an audience that way and then introduce them to the sport, show them the sport, and then full broadcast will then they're sort of fall into it. Sort of, it'll be like a gateway drug into wanting full broadcast. They said no to that idea, and they started right away with a big broadcast game of the week deal and just offered full games right away. And there's no way to prove this or not, but I think that guy's plan probably would have been much more effective. Because people are watching these full games, never seen it before. They don't know what they're watching, and it's a full. You know, it's just so unlike American sports. This beautiful game of ours, and, and I feel that that would have been a good way in, and and so that makes me think of this current whip around show, and hopefully a good highlights package, like a nice highlight show, could be a good way to offer MLS to like a casual viewer to be like, here, watch this. Yeah, and this, and this act as a gateway drug to follow a local team or something. And this stuff would be all very available on on, right. on iPhones and Apple products and 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 really, um, yeah. So 
I think I think these people who say, oh, this is just, you know, you're just gonna Yeah, I don't I think there is lots of opportunity in this deal to to reach new audiences and um yeah, I mean how many how many people are gonna subscribe to this? That is really yeah, only, we'll the, see. only the fans. And also um, the price points is still un- unannounced. Like right now I pay five bucks a month for ESPN plus and I get Serie A, Bundesliga MLS. I get all these yeah. great leagues as part of that package. Yeah, the so, the the number that I heard was like fifteen twenty dollars. Like that'd be a lot. A like, month? I don't That's think, a lot. Yeah, that I don't know be... if I'd pay for that. Yeah, I would pay like if it was like ninety bucks for the season. What do you I'd mean you're gonna like pay that. for it? Yes, you. I will. have to. I, mean, I probably, but like if or or maybe there's there's a few pay or get, get a game, season get a season ticket or for you, like LAFC. a club package. No, that or I just do that, one hundred percent. Or or maybe you can offer a like I'd buy a New York Red Bulls pass and I only get the New York Red Bulls games, that kind of thing. Uh, plus the highlight. Maybe there's like limited passes. But I am curious about the price point. Uh, another small thing is, so I'm just talking about how the last big project was Sunday Night Soccer. Now they're like, screw it. There's no more soccer on Sundays. <laughs> like screw it. No more soccer on Sundays. Only Saturdays now. Yeah. Uh, why? I why, was what's that of all course. About? Why is that the case? I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess they're just looking for a consistent, for yeah, a consistent scheduling. I don't know. Could be. How about Eastern Conference on Saturdays, Western Conference on Sundays? How about that? Well, I think this is probably all subject to. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer. There was certainly there was a there was at least one Orthodox Jewish man on Twitter who was complaining about this. He's oh, like, oh, course. this means I can no longer go to game. I'm like, oh yeah, that sucks. <laughs> They're all at Shabbat. Um, Saturdays are Shabbat for for uh, Orthodox. Yeah, those so this practice. is a, this is anti-Semitic scheduling. I guess there's there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of Wednesday games, and so there's other opportunities. But I don't yeah. know Wednesday. Why are there Wednesday games? Those those are our worst games. Because we have the because there's a lot. It has to be. Uh, um, uh, you know, there, there's only so many weekends in the year. I know, but I'm a little bit of a snob. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday should be for the CONCACAF Champions League and the U.S. Open Cup. That's what, and maybe some friendlies. And then the league game is Saturdays and Sundays, maybe a Friday, maybe a Monday, but probably but stick to Saturday and Sundays. I don't see well, – you know, so that's a little bit interesting. I mean, I don't really care that much. Saturday, as long as it's on Saturday or Sunday, that's fine for me. But I don't see why they're just being so hard-headed about, like, Wednesdays and Saturdays. It's like Wednesdays, okay? Not too many. Uh, and also, please, please, please stop playing during international breaks. You know, there's no reason that teams play without their best players. Well, hopefully, this that's going to be really a thing of the past now. Hopefully, with this new with this new situation. And also with the League's Cup, I'm hoping. I think I think they might reduce the regular season in general, which I would which I would not be against. Uh, reduce uh, the regular season, like have fewer games. Yeah, I'd be a fan of that. Why? Um, I th- well, th- th- during the summertime, they have the League's Cup, and I'm pretty sure MLS is going to take a break. I think that's the whole, whole point of doing it. Is like the, MLS's biggest issue right now. Oh, right. Is that a, is that is that two thirds of the season doesn't matter? Almost. The last third really matters, and the two thirds leading up to that season, you can you can take a break. You can phone in a little bit. You really just need to get. I don't. I mean, up. you keep, you've said that before. I don't really. I don't really buy into that. The three points is the same amount of points. I know, but 
do you understand what I'm saying? It's it's. I understand. It doesn't mean nothing. I understand what you're saying. I just don't agree not with to that. To a T, minute, and, and so there's just a lot of it. So maybe you get rid of a few rounds of that, which would then the lesser rounds, the more important the games would become. So they would replace those rounds with the league's cup. So instead of 34 rounds, have it be 28 or 30 again, back in the old days of 30, and then have the other few weeks reserved for the league's cup tournament. And there you go. The League's Cup tournament's fun, and the regular season just got that much more important. So I think it's a win-win if you do that. Uh, and with the fewer games, you can shove fewer Wednesday matches in there. You can just keep them on Saturdays. So, um, All right. The Stefan, the Stefan principle. Honestly, if, if, I, if I were in charge, I would burn If you were in charge? I would switch it to a fall to spring and I'd institute promotion relegation. I mean, I would 100% Europeanize it. Because offer what people recognize. Look at the highest rated soccer properties on TV and offer them something that's like that. I'm not a genius, but I think that's not a bad business model. That's just me. Come at me in the comments. It's fine. I'm not gonna, I'm, you're, you're allowed to love it. You're allowed to hate it. I don't pro- care. Yeah. I, I will. I, I, uh, uh, I hold, I hold my comment on, on the pro rail, on the pro rail thing. <laughs> Even if it is a pro row, I'm honestly fine with it being fall to spring. Fall to spring means we would never lose a guy like Ronnie Dyla at standard. Yeah, that's true. He wouldn't just leave in the middle of the year. I'm I, I can get I, I can get yeah. behind that. Yeah, that's yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I know there's a weather prohibit prohibits and whatnot, but I feel there's ways to alleviate that a little bit. Um, anyway, so any other thoughts on this MLS TV deal? I think overall thumbs up. But to summarize. I'm very the big unknown is how is MLS going to produce this thing, yeah. And also, um, how is the new schedule going to work out? And what else was the other negative? Uh, I don't know, something like that. Those were sort of the big. Those were the big things that were um, getting our craw. Uh, the other news in U.S. soccer is on Thursday they announced host venues for the 2026 World Cup. Oh yeah, I mean. So much hype about that. I really didn't care all that much. Right. Why? Why well, didn't I New care? Yorkers, uh, well, because because you and I are New York and L.A. We, we knew we were already in the back. We knew That's we were going to get, yeah. And the also, only big like, talking point is that D.C. was snubbed. That's pretty interesting. There's no They, they chose Philly over but Washington, D.C. But where would they play in D.C.? They don't even have a stadium to to. Well, it's, and I mean, didn't I they, and didn't they took maybe, didn't they didn't they take themselves out of the running even? Before, well, Mon- Montreal did, which is another sort of thing. Montreal, but did that, didn't right? DC? And so did Chicago. Okay. No, I don't think DC did. No, no, no. They, they right. were up for it. They were snubbed at the last minute. And the other news about that is technically SoFi is too narrow. This LA stadium here. So if SoFi can get it, why can't FedEx get? You know. So mm. uh, at the end of the day, they picked a good amount of cities. Like you said, there's not much to talk about. I, I, well, I think and the they're all going to be. They're yeah. all going to be. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't know why did I not why did this not why did I not care about this? I guess it's like I'm anticipating this to be this is going to be the biggest clusterfuck in the history of clusterfucks anyway in terms of why? getting in terms of getting tickets and finding I mean it's going to there's going to yeah, be huge there's going to be huge demand like traveling to a place is going to be the least right. of it. I would like to. I would like to definitely uh, follow the German team around wherever they right. go, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I expect 
yeah, I expect there to be some air travel involved. I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this kind of, oh, where's where are the games going to be? It's sort of like, yeah, if you're, I guess if you're in a city, then it's going to be easier for you. But like, you just don't, you want to go where the action is, right? You want to, I want to see right. the German team or right. like the too. games that matter. If like, you know, uh, uh, Wales and and Ecuador are going to play at MetLife, am I going to just go because it's near? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, probably. yeah, why not? I went to an Ecuador-Haiti game at MetLife during the Copa America Centenario. It was a blast. I had a great time. Also, all these stadiums are going to be gigantic. And it's like, I went to, yeah. the, Copa, I went to the Copa America final um, oh, a few years back that was at, at MetLife. Met too, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Chile and Argentina. And Messi was Argentina. playing. And, and you know, I paid like a, a ton of money for these nosebleed seats. And I like could barely make out anything it's like if my mother had played i wouldn't have known the difference like it's like you it was so it was so high up we had a great time i mean we had there were some drunk chilean guys around us and it was all it was all in good fun but like i i if you really want to see a game in person it's just going to be very expensive and difficult to. So I don't know if, if you have to get on a plane to do it. That doesn't even make that much more of a difference. I think I know what you're saying. I I understand what you're saying. I don't think it'll be a clusterfuck. I think it'll be relatively well and relatively. It's going to be FIFA. And thankfully, the stadiums are huge, so there are more tickets on average. And most yeah, but there's there's going to be a lot of tickets you don't want. Is what I'm saying. True. Yeah. And FIFA sells most of its tickets in North America anyway. So now 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 their biggest audience is going to be at home. But you're right. The big question is, is is a World Cup here in the United States going to be cheaper for a fan than going to the World Cup in Qatar? And the answer is probably not much. Probably not. Not much at all. The only, like you said, only, like for you and me, we're lucky because let's say there's going to be games at SoFi. I can go to those games at SoFi and all I'm paying for is a ticket and parking. That's all I'm paying for. It'll be expensive. You're right. The ticket will probably be like 100, 200 bucks, some crap. But but if I want to go see USA, Germany, if you want to have a good, yeah. yeah. I have to fly to Seattle, get an overpriced hotel in Seattle. You know, it's the same as flying to Qatar. It's like not that big of a difference because, I mean, you'd think maybe there's more hotel availability so the prices won't gouge too much. And I guess the flights are a little shorter. Hopefully they won't gouge as much. Hopefully it is cheaper. Maybe it's a little cheaper, but it's not going to be cheap. You're still paying a pretty penny for it. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'll do, maybe Bjorn will do something crazy. We'll get an old, we'll get an old uh, Volkswagen Vesti, like an old uh, Volkswagen van, and we'll just paint drive around on it, and just you, me, and your son, well, and like, we'll just it, drive around the country and just follow the teams that way. And we'll, but and we'll live in the van. We'll live the country's, in the van. The country's too big for that. It can't. It's you can't true. even. You can't even get from A well, to B on. in time. Let's say Germany plays. Germany plays in New York on Tuesday. Seattle on Friday. Guadalajara the following Tuesday. We would. We could maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe pull that off oh but we'd have god. to drive like 24 oh seconds. my god that i uh, that sounds completely unappealing <laughs> i think it'd be fun <laughs> I mean, the other thing is the country's too big is you wouldn't run into soccer fans on the way you know what i mean the parties would only be in the cities themselves right. like if you're in germany or if you're in a little country like yeah Qatar, in germany germany 06 it was like you know parties everywhere yeah, the vibes were good and I'm so sure there's going to be in the country. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some of that here in New York too. There's going to be some events. There's going to be some good times, but in terms of uh, in terms of going to actual games, it's going to be difficult, expensive, and difficult. I'm, I'm gonna that's still, my I'm gonna, anticipation. 
I'm going to try, like, I've been hearing reports on people. I almost applied for Qatar just for the heck of it. I think only one in, like, eight people got their ticket package that they wanted or something. Like, a lot of people are being denied for their packages or the, the requests or something. Uh, I am very curious how it's going to go. But when the World Cup is here in North America, I'm going to try my, I'm going to, I've never really been to a World Cup. So 2026 is the time. So I'm going to try to see as many USA and Germany games as I can. No, for hopefully sure. Germany is qualified, knock on wood. And hopefully most of them are in California, L.A. and San Fran. Uh, and then up in – it might be easier on your neck of the woods because you got Boston, Philly, and New York sort of all right there. For yeah, you. we got some other, We got some more options. That's true. Yeah. Hopefully our packages will not be denied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a one-in-eight chance. Uh, and soccer's <laughs> – Probably getting more popular, so it'll probably be like a one in ten by then. Uh, maybe our podcast to, will be bigger. I was going to say we have passes. to, we have to, yeah. we have to work on raising our profile to the we, point where we can't be denied. Yeah, we get press passes or something. That's right, where we 100%. get to sit, we get to sit next to Michel Platini. On the- <laughs> what do you mean? He's been banned. The other guy's been banned years ago. We're in prison. Right. We're right For next example. to Fletch Beckabar, Zeppelin, and Michel Platini. It's going to be, it's going yeah. to be Uli Hoeneß. Uh, Tony Woodcock, Tony Woodcock, Stefan Schnitzel on the. (laughs) Yeah. And it just be the broadcast be like, I'm with higher ups. Zepp Blatter's here. Uh, They all recently had their court cases. They're finally in court again, by the way, if you saw them. I think they're dismissed or some crap or God knows what's going on with that crap. I don't have, I'm too exhausted. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) speaking, speaking of the German national team and the U.S. national team, the last bit of oh, topic yeah. is they bit played of this week. League. We had some Nations League. We had some we Nations League some, action. Some Nations League to talk about. The f- happy ending, really. Happy ending for the na- for Germany in the Nations League. 5-2, to two, beat Italy. 4-1-1 four, four, one, one draws in a row. And last week, I'm like, well, frickin' Germany finally get a win. And oh boy, did they get an emphatic win, Bjorn. Yeah, yeah. It was 5 nothing before Italy pulled two back, I And believe. it should have been, it should have been yeah. more. It should have been, been more, really. I mean, yeah. Italy. Italy was poor in that game. It has to be Very said. Cool. It's not. Uh, uh, I mean, they just did not defend. And so, and I mean, if if uh, if Leo Sané and uh, and uh, Timo Werner, they really tried to out outshank each other in that game. They each could have had a hat trick. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, it's very nice. A little, little weird, like conceding like these two stupid goals lately. So right. nothing to get too excited about. But yeah, it was good. So that was a nice. It felt good. It felt like the team played well. And and in addition to playing well, they had had a couple of good moments before, but actually, actually executed and scored. And yeah, it was good. It's very good. You know what the thing was. Chiellini and Insigne were just dreaming of MLS, and they're like, "God, we're gonna be in MLS pretty soon. We can't wait." <laughs> and they just were distracted, and they Chiellini is and, not on the national team. I know. Anymore. I don't think yeah. either of them are. Is, is Insigne still on the roster? No, no. Yeah, I, I mean, they I'm, I'm they missed the offering an MLS connection. They missed the they missed the World Cup, so they have to now yeah. they have to start over, and and yeah, they have a, they have a ways to they, have they get to play at, at Toronto and LAFC. So good for them. Uh, yeah, so that's Italy. Italy, despite being Euro champions, they missed the last two. World Cups. I mean, ooh, boy, boy, boy. Uh, yeah. Those Italians need to get on it. Uh, there was another game, too, USA versus El Salvador. Yeah, that, Mud Bowl. Got, that was messy. Yeah. That was very messy. Uh, the United States fought back and got a hard-fought 1-1 draw. There's a lot to say about this game, but really the big storyline is as a team, again, they seem very bonded, which is good. 
Again, I'm concerned that El Salvador is a mountain to climb. But the big issue is we shouldn't have played that dang game. I mean, for crying out loud. How? how what, what? We got what, we, Uruguay and Morocco. Good prep games. There was no World Cup preparation in El Salvador game. It was just injury worries uh, against a team that's at home, going to bunker. I mean, it's Nations League. What are they going to do? This is what they have. Why is there is a what... nation? Why is there a Nations League in a World Cup year, Bjorn? Well, Riddle because it's this. a fuck. Because the World Cup's in a weird time. Otherwise, it would be going on right now. Who cares? Who, why? But cancel it. I don't know. I I don't get why the Nations <laughs> League is it. happening. Cancel everything. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I my figure is this: they did it, but for, to what end? Like, like. Who cares? To have semi competitive to have semi competitive games in preparation United, for this. Mm, there's no preparation. The United States is playing England, Wales, and Iran. None of them play like El Salvador. None of those teams are going to bunker. None of those teams are going to be in Med Bowl. So the U.S. is playing against a team with a profile totally unrecognizable to what's about to play, but a profile they've been playing over and over, over again for the last 18 months. So it's like here we go again. I just the big issue for me was. I wish this game didn't happen. Uh, however, it happened. <laughs> they, 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 I wish they, this they, game. You should have worn a T-shirt. They got. They I had, wish they, this they, game they, wasn't happening. They were there for each other. They fought hard. They finally got an equalizer. Thank God. Ethan Horvath. Oh, oof. 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 you want to play the prep, my friend? We'll cover your near post, my friend. I don't. Um, I yeah. He has not. I mean, the, Sean Johnson, the big winner. Sean Johnson, oh, the big winner of that whole the whole window. Of the, I think, of the window, yeah. I think that window concluded that Ethan Horvath is staying home and Sean John is going to Qatar. We'll so see. those are my real thoughts. You know, it, it would be nice if we won. You know, I uh, I agree with all of that. I don't have much to add except to sing the praises of Yunus Musa again. Like he oh, really, yeah. yeah, he was very very good in this. He was a warrior no, in like this uh, in this setup, and he's really cemented himself in a very short amount of time as an absolute rock in that lineup as a young a, as a very young guy yeah he's linked to fiorentina by the way maybe heading to italy next year okay. uh he he is becoming the best player on that team like slowly but sure like he's becoming very very <laughs> i effective. mean the best midfielder let's just say maybe right right the most effective yeah like luca de la torre is amazing but if Eunice moose is healthy luca de la torre sits on the bench and that's saying a lot because look at any. Well, they can play together too, perhaps depending on who they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, if Weston's injured, maybe Tyler's injured. Hopefully not. I'm not invoking that. Not invoking health. it. I want them all to be healthy. But when the World Cup starts, I would love for Gio Reyna to be healthy. I would love for Sergio Dest to be healthy. I would love for Pulisic to be healthy. Uh, McKenney and Adams. If those guys are healthy and Musa, then I'm happy. Then I think we're in a decent, right. I think we're in a decent spot. So. But statistically, not one of those guys, if not two of those guys, aren't going to be there. So let's just hope it's not, you know, let's just hope it doesn't affect us too much. But yeah, um, one one draw. El Salvador's tough. We got no World Cup preparation of that match. But again, it seemed to do wonders for their bonding as a team. And I guess there's positivity in that. They have one more window. I believe all teams in the world do, right? They're going to have September, September for a couple right? weeks. Mm -hmm. And then Fertig Isis. That's it. Um, then November is World Cup time. Teams are ready to go. So on you, Germany, for figure for it out. On, yeah. On a high and on you, USA, for looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good for our, our youngs, our boys. Uh, we'll do you see. have any last comments or anything, Bjorn, or anything like that? Uh, we just, just, uh, uh, 
couple uh, just the transfer thing mario goetz is going to frankfurt all right he's leaving Eindhoven, frankfurt leaving eindhoven was briefly rumored i was saying to somebody on a on a on a text chain because the other team that was it was inter miami or eintracht frankfurt and i was like talk about a fork in the road i mean <laughs> very different uh, very different, different yeah. very different career career yeah. choice and and mario goetze to his credit wants to come back to the bundesliga i mean he that's was a really, big move because that was really saying, only good that one time, right? Right. Mario Goethe was a young German phenom guy, a little youngster. Everyone loved him. Big contracts, scored the World Cup winning goal. And then that was his climax of his career. That was his high of his career. I and mean, and what that, a, I mean, what a climax. I mean, to, not to not to minimize yeah. that. Incredible. Incredible no, moment. He, he did great. You can I, never uh, take his success away from him. Yeah. It's always going to be there. But he just never was the super scorer, and he never – he really just – We are talking about – just to say the odd – we're talking about him scoring the winning goal in the World Cup final in 2014 right. Right. against Argentina in overtime, just to say this for the more casual listener. That, was, Mar- that was Mario Goetze. Andre Schürrle and Mario With Goetze assist. combined for that goal. And then their careers basically fizzled. Careers went downhill after that. <laughs> I mean, they because made a the deal. Because the pressure was just too high. I don't know what it like, is. The pressure's too high. If, if if the best thing ever did in the world was when you were twenty, you know, then then you have yeah. ten. You know, that's hard. That's gonna be tough on you. Um, but Mario Goetze, to his credit, like you, you'd assume Miami was the winner, right? Uh, but he's like, uh, no, I'm going to flunk, I'm going to the Bundesliga, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to play. So. More power to him. It's a less sexy option, but a more challenging option, maybe. It's and, less uh, sexy than Inter Miami. I don't know. That team is still is still a, is still a mess. I don't know if I. That yeah, would really I, just well. We'll see. You know what it might have been though. It might have been as simple as Inter Miami couldn't afford the wages he wanted. Or it's just you know these team. Whenever I mean, often these MLS teams just get thrown out when there's a a, a contract right. negotiation. Yeah, it could have been made and up. So it could have been just it could have been made up. But anyway. Mario got to spend his summers in Miami. Let's link him down to Miami. Why not? Sure. Uh, but he anyway, he's going to Frankfurt, and I think that's interesting. I kind of have forgotten about him, honestly. If somebody's, oh, he's in Eindhoven. And right. I'm like, oh, I see. All yeah. right. Well, PSV Eindhoven, I think Roger Schmidt was there, who's a really good Yeah, German yeah, 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 yeah. And he, brought, he brought like five German players. Or, so it was like a little mini German team. Uh-huh. Mario Götze, uh, Max, Phil, uh, Maximilian Philipp or something. I forgot his name. Or it could be Philip Maximilian, one or the other. Right, right, right. Like a few like good German dudes from the Bundesliga all went over to PSV Eindhoven as part of this project, and it was an exciting team. But I don't hundred percent. I don't follow Dutch soccer so well, so I don't know how effective they were. Yeah, I know I Mario know, Götze yeah. didn't score too many goals. He was there for a couple of seasons. I think only got a handful of goals. I don't think he did. I don't think he was super effective with those guys. Let's see. He's thirty. He was born June third, so his birthday was a couple of weeks ago. I birthday Mario Götze. And mm-hmm. at PSV Eindhoven, he was 47 appearances, nine goals. So not amazingly productive. Well, but he's a midfielder, right, at this point? He's not a... Is he? Is he? What Let's is he? What position? He I mean, that was always uh, a bit of a mystery. Like, what is his position? Is he right. a 10? Is he a winger? Is he he's 11? Is, is he, he 9? Is he a 7? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Not a, definitely not a 9. It says attacking uh, midfielder slash forward. Somewhere. He's like the Landon Donovan of the, of the German national team. Because what position was Landon Donovan? He never had one. He was all over the field. He was just attacker. So he was just all over the field. Well, he was kind like, of he was a winger, really. You know, later in his career, he was a number nine in the Klinsman. He was a midfielder under oh. Bruce for a while. He literally he played any attacking position. He was just all right, right or left. He was just attacker. Mario Götze kind of has that same 
thing. And a number nine, Robert Lewandowski, he was not. Uh, and he's clear. He really does not want to be at Bayern anymore. That's become clear. I mean, the big, the other big thing we have not talked about: Saudi Amane to Bayern, huge. Hey, yes. that that was a four a forty one million dollar deal, which is kind of a bargain. And, I mean, it's, typical yeah. Bayern mention. They're just good at getting their bargains. They're just such a great, like you know, like Ricardo Pepe was twenty million, and then like anyone else would be twenty five. Like how much was a uh, a uh, 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 Brandon? Um, well, I mean, Saudi Amane, they're never they're. Million. They're not. So, there's not going to be ever any sell-on. This is this is probably his but last. But still, that's last big part. But yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it's a huge. That's a good deal. And uh, and he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be fantastic for that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not going to be quite Lewandowski. But... Well, is Sadio yeah. Mane is he a number nine? Well, uh, he's he's a winger, I think. He's also, a winger, right? by, but uh, forward but, I mean, winger. He's, but, he plays. Yeah. He's he's. I mean, the Liverpool front line is pretty flexible in that regard. Right. So yeah, there, he Salah, is. Uh, right. I mean, I think Roberto he's probably Firmino. gonna he's probably gonna have to play centrally for Bayern. I mean, they have they have Gnabry, they have Sane, they have wingers. Shukamoteng um, is still there, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just the, he's the backup. He's the backup. But uh, yeah, that's. I thought that was very. That was a really. I mean, not that I'm rooting for Bayern or anything, but I thought that was a very good move. And uh, I, I mean, Mane just such a such a great player and such a likable guy too. Yeah. Very. Um, but, but as a club, Bayern mention is always on point. They're, you can tell the last season, even though they won the league, they're they're not as sharp as they've been. So they went out and they got Sadio Mane for 40 million euros. It's yeah. like, well done on all fronts. And hopefully they'll get Barcelona to yeah. pay them back with Lewandowski. To yeah. Pay for, yeah, I think he's linked there. That's still, uh, um, that's still in, in, in the works, but it seems like he was really, and I think we're still kind of struggling to find out why. He's very disgruntled. He said I, I his, his... But Robert uh, Lewandowski is very temperamental. Like, he says... I mean, he says all sorts of crap. Like, I remember when he won the scoring title or just missed it, he blamed his teammates for not supporting him enough that year or something. You know what I mean? Ooh. Robert Lewandowski is always open with his mouth. and He's just got a mouth. He's open um, with so his mouth. So we'll see. Yeah, he can go to... Hat, hat mund. Um, he has a mouth. Uh, the other bit... So that's curious. We'll see if he goes to Barca and how well he does there. Uh, Tyler Adams, RB Leipzig, just signed... Uh, Xavier Schlegel, Schlegel from Wolfsburg, who essentially okay. plays the same position to reinforce that position. And Tyler Adams with his limited minutes and with this new guy coming to the field, it's 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 looking like Tyler Adams might not be in Domenico Tedesco's plans much next year. Okay. So maybe Tyler Adams has to find himself a new club this summer. We'll see where he lands. I rate Tyler Adams very highly. I think he's a great player and an excellent number six. And he needs to go somewhere else to keep playing, then maybe he needs to go to Wolfsburg or something. Maybe he needs to go back. <laughs> he needs to go where the other guy went. Mm. Uh, he just needs to go somewhere to play, and I would love to. I hope he ends up somewhere where he gets some good playing time. Yeah. I mean, in a World Cup year, that is just that's an important thing. I mean, I would love our goalkeepers to get short-term loans, to get some games in before the World Cup starts. That would be nice, we'll too, but it's looking kind of unlocked. Aaron Ramsdale has um, not had a great end of the season, so I don't know. Matt Turner has an opening. We'll see. Uh, that would be amazing. What if Matt Turner was the number one 
even just for two months, I'd be fine with that. He can lose his spot later after a blunder, but um, you know, you know that blunder he had. So Matt Turner, when he was in college, he was on ESPN's top ten blunders. You remember that big blunder he did? That's sort of no. like his. He, he Matt Turner, Matt Turner is a great story. Matt Turner was playing, I think, at UConn or somewhere in Connecticut. Might not even have been a D1 school. Might have been a D3 school or something. And he was a goalkeeper. He did this terrible blunder where it went up, and he missed it when it was goal. And his first ma- mainstream exposure was ESPN's top 10 blunders or something. Oh. And then he was picked up by the Revs. I don't know I don't know even how. It might have even been, I don't, I don't know, through the draft or maybe through the, expa- through, through, through the later rounds in the draft even. And he was just on the books at the Revs as just a backup. And he just worked his way up. And then when Bruce came in, and then the that British goalkeeping coach, I forgot his name, who's, who's, who's a great goalkeeping coach, they really saw him as work ethic, as potential, and Matt Turner worked his way up to starting through those guys and became the Matt Turner we know today. Um, but he did not. He was not like some whiz kid goalkeeper. Right, right. Person. And he was uh, he was an yeah. improviser, right? He was also uh, – He took well, he took improv classes in Boston classes. when he wasn't playing. Yeah, I want to talk to him about that someday. We should bring him on. Uh but, yeah, uh, let's bring him on. Yeah, I love to totally bring him let's on. Bring him. I'll email. I haven't uh, haven't yeah. gotten around to calling them back. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll call him back. That, you know, we got to leave him waiting a little bit. But I would love for him to reenact the exact same blunder at Arsenal and end his career. And it's like, don't worry, we we already got him for the World Cup. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Mission accomplished. Um, That's right. But anyway, more power to him. I wish. I'm just kidding you, Matt Turner. I wish you the best of luck at Arsenal. Go on, get it. Go get some. Go get some. Both of you. Zach Stefan and Matt Turner. Go challenge for those spots. Um, yeah. At Nottingham Forest, apparently, Brees Samba wants to leave, which is bonkers, and they're going to try to bring in Dean Henderson from Man United or something. Right, right. I mean, is, Ethan Horvat no, is not going to start there. No, that would be – what if he was the bench, the championship, and then after they got promoted, he fell into I don't think – I mean, I think, I, think, I, think, I think you're right. I think this El Salvador game is going to be – it's going to be the end of his U.S. Interesting career for the time being until time being. until something else happens. Until the next cycle, which we won't have because we'll just be well, friendlies, I guess. I don't know. I think that's it, yeah. Have we done it? We did it, my friend. We did all of soccer this week. We did all of, all of the soccer. We've done all of the fußball and the soccer. The soccer. The soccer. The soccer and the fußball. Thank you very much for watching. Always and a pleasure. And subscribing and we're on youtube live and there's a chat there's always a party but you can catch us on demand via the podcast or you can watch the stream on youtube as part of our channel the schnitzel boys on youtube uh please like and subscribe there and on the podcast leave a review rate and tell your friends we're a thing come and join the party ladies and gentlemen see you next week